right now I'm like I'm just thinking about that fan over there and I'm wondering <laughs> if like we can like deal with it being off but then like Phil really wants it on so don't you? I don't I don't fine. I, I'm fine look at how fine we all are it's wet hot American <laughs> summer you guys all right I mean I'm just wearing flannel because that was smart yeah I'm wearing like a denim smock so it's good I'm wearing like 10 pounds of metal yeah for those of you who are at home it's really only like three pounds of metal but it's still a significant amount of metal. You're the most metal of us. I'm gonna move over here and cheer that I'm like so John doesn't stab himself on my spikes. Hi, I'm Philip. I'm First we'll have a little chat, then put on our brothers. Now it's time for next step. And we're here today with the cast and one of the directors of Wet Hot Minnesota Summer. Hi, cast and director. Hi. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hello there. Yeah, that worked out well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> lots of you were able to make it today. Thank you so much for being here. Could you introduce yourselves and uh, talk about what you do in the show? Hi, I'm Alex Colliard. I uh, created, produced, and am directing the show uh, Wet Hot Minnesota in Summer at Brian Lake Bowl at 10 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. Just dates, just in case. Oh, uh, for posterity. <laughs> sure, July 9th. July 10th, July 11th, and July 12th. We have a lot of time, right? What year 2015. is it? 2015. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to old episodes, and I've always been like, oh, when was that? <laughs> <laughs> now you'll know. 2015. Uh, hey, I'm Jen Van Com. I'm in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justina Sigelski, and I'm also in the show. I'm Molly Chase, in the show. John Gershberg, also in the show. I'm Sydney Oxborough. I play improvised characters in the show. <laughs> I'm Autumn Burgraff, and I am also in the show. And I'm Mike Renner, and I'm here. Oh. And in the show. Oh, there you go. Oh, God. Philip, I thought you had another squatter. My house is full of. <laughs> we are on location at Philip's house today, so. Yeah. Uh, so that's new and different and hot. Uh, which is relevant for your show, yeah. Wet Hot Minnesota Mi Summer. Actually, it kind of it kind of isn't. It's just in the title. Uh, apparently, during the shooting of the movie, it was super cold and rainy the entire time and not hot. Which is why they're always wearing like long jeans and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that why? Well, because it's it just, cold. Oh, well, oh yeah, sure. No, they couldn't wear shorts because it was too cold. They they literally had to shoot every outside scene like on a like whim of just being like oh it stopped raining let's get out there and get this one boom and then boom huh. that sounds like a nightmare sounds fun <laughs> yeah. I've been on two filming locations outside and if it starts raining I'm like that's it this career's over I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm inside I hate being wet outside like and cold we went There's to an apple orchard in fifth that. grade and it rained. <laughs> Wait, is that the one time you've been outside while it was raining? <laughs> no, but I, I, I think, like, in my memory, like, that's the time I was the wettest. Sure. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, like it, it, uh, it rained yesterday. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> I think yeah. that's, right, it so always sucks filming outside. And it usually sucks being outside. So let's yeah. just agree on that. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I, I was going to ask you about the rain yesterday, but now that that's covered. Uh, okay, so you guys are, are doing a show that is inspired by uh, the the David Wayne and Michael Showalter movie, uh, 
Wet Hot American Summer, uh, starring basically the entirety of the state and a bunch of other actors. Uh, they say that they launched the careers, but a lot of those people were kind of in the middle of their uh, kind of indie careers at that point in time. But it was it, it was kind of a who's who of comedians uh, now today. Uh, so what, in, Alex, you created the show and you're directing it along with Hannah Whitevin. Uh, what inspired you to do this and, uh, and take on, um, such a specific, uh, genre, uh, improv piece? Uh, like personally for me, when it comes to genre or like narrative, uh, shows that do anything like this, it's really hard for me to like enjoy any, any of them. Like I like sure. the shows usually right. when they're produced, but like. Coming from a perspective of, like, would I want to do that? Usually it's no, no way. And this one is, like, specific enough. And, yeah. like, it has mm -hmm. my sense of humor in it with the state. Like, it's such a weird movie and anything can happen in it. Like, it yeah. truly seems to, like, embody kind of some improv elements where... Because, like, just the weirdest shit can happen and then it, it gets less let go. Yeah. And also, uh, coming from a sketch background, some of these scenes in the movie are just, like, little sketches that yes. don't really... Uh, bring the plot along at all. Mm -hmm. They just they just they just happen and they're funny and they're good and I like that. So I wanted to see if we could throw that into and I wanted to do a genre show. Um, and so we did this. I approached Hannah and she was like, I, I honestly when I approached Hannah with that I was like, Hannah, I was thinking about you've seen the movie uh, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, right? And she's like, Yes, I want to do it. I'm like, Oh, let me hold on, hold on a second. Anne. <laughs> but yeah, she was on board before I even said it was a show that I wanted to do. So. Uh, and cast, what excited you about, I mean, this was an audition process, uh, what excited you about, uh, this idea that made you want to audition and do this? I mean, it's an odd show run that it's four in a row and then done. Uh, what made you want to do this? And it's okay to say that you just wanted to be in a show. I get that too. I love the state, especially David Wayne and Michael Showalter. Right. And I love all their movies. I love the Baxter and Wanderlust mm -hmm. and they came together and uh, all their characters, I don't know, I just thought, like, I would love to play any of the characters in Wet Hot American Summer. Michael Ian Black loved Michael Ian <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, uh, I was a, um, a, an alumni of uh, a sleepaway Jewish camp. Um, so uh, the Wet Hot American Summer was kind of our Bible and we would watch it at the beginning of like the staff orientation so people knew what they were getting into. And wow. so That's the great. opportunity to be on the cast and actually like uh, perform things that I lived through in different ways because you know whenever we left conversations we would just walk into walls and <laughs> and, and like let campers die so it, just being able to perform that and show the world uh, my history and trauma is really exciting so <laughs> um, I'm actually quite the the contrary of John I never went to camp I never went to any sleepaway camp or uh, I think we did one sleepaway night uh, in like sixth grade for like Science. I can't remember. For science? For science. All I remember Wait, science, science camp? Or you did no, it for no, the no, sake no. of science? They were for, science, for science class. Like it, was, it was like a wildlife preserve, and we went out there. And then I remember at the end, we got to eat um, Lifesavers in the dark, and they, they spark, spark in the dark, yeah. which was, I thought was fantastic. Oh, yeah. It still um, is. It still is pretty cool. But um, I was excited to audition because uh, I love the movie. I've loved it for a really long time. I think when... Not saying like oh it was so cool, but like I was watching it. I remember in like 
in the early early high school with my friends right before today. it was out like before <laughs> yeah <laughs> no like yeah in the in the early 2000s and um i remember a lot of people not knowing it and having trying to explain it and not people getting it so right when i heard right. that this was coming about i was like oh my god this is my favorite type of thing of stuff of funny yes please yeah and also camp yeah 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 i get to pretend uh it's funny because uh the first time i watched this movie uh i was I remember distinctly there's a moment where they go into town uh, and uh, (laughs) the scene escalates to the point where they all become addicted to heroin. Yeah. Uh, And I distinctly remember watching that movie and thinking, well, that would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was not originally ready for this movie, uh, but um, I did have, uh, I remembered it so well. Uh, and I watched it later and was like, oh, this is brilliant. I really was not uh, in the right frame of mind to watch it before. Uh, and so when the auditions came up, uh, I was on that. And um, I have been to many summer camps. I've been to many. My <laughs> 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 parents were basically like, we're having a kid-free summer every summer. Uh, uh, audience, audience at home, Molly just got a terrifying look in her eyes when she said that. <laughs> There's a darkness there for sure. I think I totally didn't get it when it first came out either, when I was like in high school. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, this is a weird movie. And I've never been to camp. <laughs> I was kind of like looking for something to do on a Saturday. And I <laughs> hadn't auditioned for anything in like a really long time. So I was like, this is definitely going to be a good thing for me to do. And I'm going to like get out on a Saturday and see people. Amazing, because I don't have anything to put on my resume since high school. So um, that was a good thing. And I have never been to camp. The closest thing I probably came to camp was, this is going to sound really bad. Um, It was like a science trip to Costa Rica when I was in high school. Yeah. And it it just sounds like such a a rich kid thing to say, you know? And I'm like, not a rich kid, but like, oh, we went to Costa Rica last summer. Autumn, we We stayed in a nice cabana. Yeah. We went to Wausau, Wisconsin. There's, look, no one can even tell me where that is, could you? Yeah, it's it's in between Green Bay and And, Eau Claire. Yes, it is. It's absolutely, that's where it is. That doesn't help me or Ant where that is. I know it from the old Budweiser commercial. Wasa. <laughs> that's all, that's all I know does, about Wasa. Sid actually does stand up <laughs> professionally. But that was off the cuff. So that was off the cuff. That's not in the accent. Not professionally. I don't do anything professionally. The, for this particular show, I, I have a couple of questions. Uh, do you? Uh, do you know what roles, what types of roles you're going to play before the show? Do you, like, is anybody playing the counselors? Uh, is anybody playing the, uh, you know, the love interest? You know, stuff like that. Uh, do you know what, you know, kind of role you're falling into beforehand? Archetypes. Uh, yeah, we are, we're, we're going to, like, we've all been improvising characters and we've brought some back that we really like and kind mm-hmm. of fleshed them right. out some more. And uh, one one thing that we are definitely filling is a camp director role sure um but otherwise it's going to be just kind of based on who we like and uh what characters we like for the show and we'll probably balance things out like we don't want a bunch of dork characters uh we have a few we could fill a whole show with just like a bunch of nerds which would be great but i think it wouldn't really look like wet hot minnesota in summer so yeah we're we're, you know we have an eye for that we pick it before the show and we go out there and, and do our thing. So is it going to be kind of a small town style 
uh, of a show, like looking at it more from an improv perspective. I see nod. Yeah, and then, close uh, quarters. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you could even say it's like there's an element of the Herald in it if yeah. you want. Like there's there's it's a it's it's like we're looking at the movie and how they do things and right. doing things kind of like that. But then, uh, you know, we kind of use the elements from other improv forms that we've seen that mm-hmm. work for the show. Mm-hmm. But there isn't one definitive one I would say that it fits into. Because, you know, Close Quarters isn't supposed to be as narrative, and this is certainly a narrative. Yeah, and Close Quarters is, like, one space that's, like, one built, one cabin or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And, and a summer camp can't really be, I don't think it really, it's it's such a big space. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, how can you get lost in the woods if you're stuck in the camp? Right. right. But uh, at the same time, it's still a pretty confined space compared sure. to most genres. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, And I would say, too, uh, when it comes to developing the characters and doing the scene work, uh, in a lot of ways, we're fighting our every improv instinct yeah. uh, in order to make it more like the movie. Um, why, so, do you, why do you say that? What do you mean? Uh, just playing exceptionally self-absorbed characters. Sure. Okay. Uh, so having done a lot of improv where you're really trying to tune into your scene partner and reflect back what you've heard in some way um, is a very cool way to do uh, improv. Uh, not useful uh, mm-hmm. for this show. <laughs> uh, so you actually kind of are doing the opposite where you're seeing everything through the filter that you've created. Um, which is super fun to watch, uh, yeah. but it is battling. Like in the movie, all the characters are friends. There are scenes where they're right. all hanging out together, and then there are also scenes where they basically just don't even exist to each other. Right. And that those relationships are not there. Like those relationships don't carry over from scene to scene necessarily. Like in between scenes, basically, like reality changes. Yeah, reality is you know? really fluid in the yeah. movie. How, however, reality is also really fluid to teenagers, which is what they were playing. Definitely. They were, they were, you know, thirty-five-year-old oh. people. Oh. Wow! Insight. I just got it. <laughs> Did that actually? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we were kind of making fun of you a little bit. No, no, no I was. was. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Matt. Do you want to be in the show? Fun of learning. Um, no. I didn't. Want so anyway, um, what was I uh, going to say? Um, Probably something painfully obvious. At <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. two, <laughs> <laughs> Philip. You're in Philip's house now. I mean, you actually are. <laughs> no. Fans are off. Gloves are off. Yes. Matt, thank you so much for coming out here. I <laughs> Philip really Simmons is a shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm in Philip's corner now. <laughs> I, I will say it definitely has been a surprising challenge um, since being cast. And then actually doing doing it in rehearsals, I was very surprised to find how hard it was to transition into this kind of improv. You really have mm-hmm. to forget like how to do like all the grounded scene work and right. and making emotional connections with people and giving those gifts and all of that it's like you have to just fuck all that because it mm-hmm. doesn't fit and like molly was saying you're playing these really self-absorbed characters in a way you feel bad because you have to be a selfish improviser mm-hmm. it's much more difficult than i thought it would be and i really know david wayne and michael showalter in this state like sid i'm i've seen it seen them all i'm a huge fan so i was like this is going to be so easy and it is not it's really a challenge feels ridiculous because they're cartoons yeah Yeah. Yeah. you really are pulling in a a whole new kind of absurdity into this improv world than you do in normal improv it's just it's very different and it it really is harder than 
it seems. It's acute, and it has to be even, and the thing is, with all that, then it also has to be watchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For an audience. I mean, there's one thing to be, you know, uh, take away all your improv rules, usually will create chaos and um, destruction that you don't want to watch with your eyes um, in front of you. Um, but because these characters, yeah, aren't so caricature, they're caricatures, but they have to be, ref- they're refined. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an interesting process to see to see everybody develop this, these characters independently. Yeah, and even in the movie, there are characters that are relatable, but they're mm-hmm. still absurd or assholes or selfish or, or whatever but it's like you you have to try to find the balance between this person is likable and they have a story I want to follow but also they're an asshole and I'm not really rooting for them it's just a, it's a really interesting kind of character that you're building the whole time it's a it's also because it's one movie it's very right. specific like uh in creature feature is another show where I've played like tropes yeah. of characters from like 80s movies and those are just like two dimensional characters that are set up to be killed. But I feel, feel like this is still more difficult in a way because there's like a finer balance to like having real moments, but only a couple, you know? And then the rest is like jokes and gags mm-hmm. and like making fun of that kind of character. Instead of just playing that trope, it's playing a character that is making fun of those tropes mm-hmm. in the first place. I just I feel bad for whatever show casts all of us next because we will be terrible. <laughs> yeah. monsters. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask, like, uh, to what extent do you think you guys have reached that level of absurdity? Because I'm guessing that you look at the movie as kind of the standard that you're trying to reach towards, which is nice that you have a, a tangible uh, standard. Uh, how How are you doing with that? Like, are you there? Well, no, oh, I don't yeah. think we are, and we haven't gotten there. We're not ready for the show on Thursday. So, <laughs> oh, I get it. No, there's been some, there's been some like really incredible moments watching this, and even in the audition process, I saw some shine through where I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna work. Uh, but like, you don't know, you don't know. And me and Hannah were like, okay, cool, we feel good. This is gonna be great. And then in then through the rehearsal process, there's been scenes where we were just like, that's straight out of, out of the movie. That's great. Um, so we have it. We absolutely have it. We've had to work on it. We've mm-hmm. done some exercises to work specifically on being absurd and, and bringing those things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think we have it. I, I don't know how you guys feel with it. but Well, your, um, your opinion really matters on that. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I would like to say just from a cast member perspective that I think from the very first rehearsal we had, it was really clear uh, everybody was willing to have fun and trusted each other. Uh, and I think that was an awesome foundation. I remember leaving that first rehearsal feeling like, oh, yeah, this is going to be amazing. For sure. That's the one thing. That's one thing for sure about this group is like we all have all, so much fun together and like really think each other are good and funny. That's, that's <laughs> very important. There's no honestly like I, I know mean, some friends that are in improv groups and they're like, yeah, everyone's so nice. It's just no one's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like think anyone's funny in it. I'm not going to name any names, but no, but it's not even, it's just like, you don't have sense of humors that match up. I mean, they're still funny people. It's just like, I don't, and I think a lot of people do that in improv groups. They get together and they're just like, let's just have a group because we just need, I just need to do something. And so it's great when you get a bunch of people together that are like, yeah, we're on the same page. I'm in this group next at bat and, (laughs) and I I have a problem where like some of the members of the group, (laughs) Aren't aren't as nice or funny as I am. 
Does it bring a nice contrast to the group? <laughs> no, or? not really. Not really. <laughs> okay. It, it doesn't doesn't really bring much at all. Well, I think you did could the, oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just wondering if the other member of the group maybe created the show. The the other member? Uh, uh, there's a bunch. Members. Oh, there's a bunch of members. Yeah, okay, okay members. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't no, I don't want to single anybody out. Do you guys remember the show Singled Out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Chris points. Hardwick yeah. was points. in there. Nerdist. Yeah. That baby with the angel wings looked really angry and surly. Jenny McCarthy? Him? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Her, yes. And then also the actual, like, don't you remember on the top yeah, of the Yeah, well, because that baby wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so does, you guys, did this stand up? Did you know? Too soon. <laughs> it does stand up. He broke out his notebook for that one. <laughs> uh... What else is going on in the news? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one person who never watches the news. Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> Now's the time in the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call... Philip's Corner! It's Philip's Corner! It's a right angle. Hey, uh, Philip, just real quick, sidebar. Uh, yeah, sidebar. Um, just so you know, uh, during the interview, I may have made some remarks about a member of our group. Oh, really? I wasn't listening. No, I know you were. I, I know that you were preparing. Uh, just so you know, it's probably going to come out in the news. Uh, in the news? In the, in the gossip columns. Uh, oh, okay. And I just want you to know I wasn't talking about you. Oh, okay. Okay, just just so you know. Oh, don't worry. Nobody listens to the interview part anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Philip's Corner, the part where people start listening and I start asking questions. <laughs> This is what's going to happen now. I'm going to take turns. There's a lot of you, so this is going to be uh, shorter, faster answers than normal. But I'm going to get, uh, stare at each of your eyes individually and uh, extract questions from your souls. Thank you for like putting yeah. this segment in this show for us, by yeah. the way. I'm really happy that you guys did that yeah. for us. Alex, what's an irrational fear that you have? Man, okay, well, the first, I'll just say the first one that came into my head because we don't have a lot of time. And it's maybe just because, I, well, the thing is, is, I don't think it's irrational. I actually am kind of scared being in, in this. this question. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's doing this podcast and then having Philip Simondet murder me afterwards because I didn't cast him in the show. Yeah, that's not irrational. <laughs> Jen. Yes. When you think about ice cream flavors. Mm hmm. Where do you want to be? <laughs> um, you know, one of the best places to think about ice cream flavors, I think, is a basement because it's 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 just it's unlikely. You know, it's a, it's it doesn't necessarily. It's a good contrast. We were talking about contrast before. It's a good contrast to ice cream. It's, it can be, you know, warm and uh, basements, um, moist, yeah. um, and dark. You know, yeah. I'm I am thinking about vaginas. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I meant vaginas. I'm so sorry. Justina. What up, Phil? <laughs> what food does vaginas make you think of? Don't say fish tacos. Don't I say can say anything tacos. I want. Um, probably mussels. <laughs> I'm just I don't I don't mean to be, but I I always think that when I see them. <laughs> Every time? When you see vaginas or mussels? When you see yeah, which one which one are you seeing a lot of the time? <laughs> they, they look so similar, I can never tell the difference. Okay. I'm kidding, no, it's it's just for vaginas. <laughs> no judgment. Excuse me, waiter. I ordered a plate of mussels. <laughs> Molly, mm -hmm. have you ever had muscle milk? <laughs> Ew. 
It's a weird question after <laughs> what we just talked about. I'm not talking about vagina milk. No. <laughs> what about any kind of like dietary supplement or just like nutrients, uh, vitamins? Um, I went through a short smoothie phase, um, but even there, I was afraid to add anything extra. So, uh, yeah, I have not been very experimental with uh, nutrition supplements. Would you say that was an irrational fear of yours? Um, I mean, I didn't think something terrible would happen, but um, I really feel like we should have stopped it. No. <laughs> uh, John. Yes. Do you always stop at no? I mean, we do kind of need to know that, I think, about uh, John. Uh, yes. Yay! <laughs> this is episode 70, and you've never broached that. I will see myself out. <laughs> I do want to say that Phil looked absolutely horrified when he realized what he said. <laughs> He truly is not in control of these questions. No. <laughs> that was in John's soul, you guys. <laughs> wow. Sid. What hockey players do you know the most about? Really? That's <laughs> the question you ask him? <laughs> uh, I know Wayne Gretzky. Um, I think fought crime with Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson. Yeah, that, that's correct. Um, that's he, correct. he had uh, trick. Pucks uh, and uh, rocket skates. Oh, that's familiar. What was that? Uh, it's from uh, Pro Stars. <laughs> yes. Where they, uh, I think actually, I don't think they fight crime. I think they fight aliens. So that's probably the hockey player I know the most about. It's Wayne Gretzky from Pro Stars. <laughs> I know there's a hockey player named Mario Lemieux. Great. Truth. Right. And it means that he's the best. <laughs> And Mario is the best, so. I mean, he's the better, but loosely translated, the best. Autumn. Yeah. Are you uh, proficient at video games? No, not at all. I, I get frustrated because I try to play them, but I never play them, so I'm like, oh, I'm suck at this. Giving up forever. Um, so I do. I tried to play Call of Duty a few times in high school, but I got really upset because, like, everyone was just shooting everything. You know, yeah. <laughs> I get, I get that that's the point of the game, but at the same time, like they put a lot of like effort and detail into like the surroundings. Wait, you're like, trying to look at stuff. No, you can't. I mean, like it's kind of impressive. Like they, they didn't. It's like the wallpaper isn't just blue. Like it has like patterns on it and stuff. Well, somebody <laughs> had to do that. Somebody spent a lot of time doing that. You know, and then someone just shoots it. And then it. someone just shoots it. Like oh, no. I also like always explode myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I played Bioshock once, and after a while, we couldn't figure out what I was doing so bad. But it was because I was crouching the whole time. <laughs> and so I was just running around with a wrench, crouching. Like, <laughs> yeah. Michael. Hi. Uh, you good with a wrench? Uh, I mean. Either for murdering or for t tooling. No, I know. I, w I was going through the list of uses of wrenches through my head. And, uh, you know, I I've put together a couple of bookcases and computer desks and various Ikea furniture. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty standard. So Allen wrenching. Yeah, Allen wrench. More, more, 
more twisting. I'm I'm actually probably better at a screwdriver than I am with a wrench. So I'm going to say uh, I'm not good with a wrench. I think I had this conversation with someone on a first date what? once. There was not a was second it, oh, date. Yeah, that was what I was just going <laughs> to ask. Yeah. That's right. Phillips Corner. No one would do this a second time. <laughs> uh, whole group. Answer at the same time? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay. What is, if you have a real camp name, think of a different one, but what is the name of your fake camp and the motto? Camp What's the motto? Yep. And that has been Phillips Corner. Thank you yeah. guys. Oh hey guys, I'm leaving. Oh my god. Philip, what have you done? Philip, you've made fun of him too much. No. I had I had more material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Philip, you're on your own now. Oh shit. All right. We're not going to do your new segment that doesn't have a name yet? Right. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Damn, damn. Can, I, can I tell you? I have a name for it. Okay. It's the it's the uh, test to see who's listened to next that bat. <laughs> that segment. Sorry to leave you guys here with Philip, but you're going to have to do improv with him. Next bat! I'm so glad to be back from camp, Steph. What did you do at camp? Um, I went to government camp in Costa Rica. Um, where I learned how you should not organize a government. You should instead go to a different camp that's maybe science-related. I went to a co-ed camp, and I definitely made out. Oh, my God. Attention, citizens. <laughs> Attention, <laughs> citizens. Stop. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> the end of the world is happening. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Watch out for these crazy aliens. They're weird balls with three giant legs. Oh my god, I am so jealous you got to kiss somebody. Well, I did it a lot, almost every single day. No! Exterminate. Exterminate. His name was Jeff, and he was really cute and everything, but I thought he was kind of boring. Oh god. Oh god, why? Take us to your camp director. Check out that alien's lips. This is like fairly attractive. They look like Steven Tyler's lips. Oh my god, I love Steven. <laughs> we are here to make out with your daughter. <laughs> oh my god, oh Steph, now's your chance. Oh my god, finally! I thought I was gonna turn sixteen and never be kissed. Initiating makeout sequence. <laughs> wow. How are you with the wrench? You, you say you want... What? Speak not, up, boy. You know I can't hear that good. I'm not done with the ranch. Well, well I can see that I because... I like a saucy salad, okay? You're just smashing tomatoes in my kitchen with a wrench. Oh. If you're going to make old Pappy's wrench salad, yep. you better be doing it right. Pappy, I'm going to I'm gonna be real with you right now, okay? I'm sick of you fucking telling me what to eat and how to eat. All right, if I want to put tools in my salads, if I want to put, uh, if I want to put nothing in my salad, that's good too. Okay. Uh, Pipey, 
Sam, can, do I need to be here for this? Can I please leave? You need to walk. No, okay. You're about to have a son. You need to see how it's done. Okay. Now listen, Trunchbull, you got to learn that salads are what make us us. If you can't make a salad with a ranch, without a ranch, with tomatoes, without tomatoes, then you're nothing in this world. Well, I guess you're looking at nothing. Back when I was a young woman, I uh, met your grandfather. Uh, we were out on a, a carriage ride, and uh, I was uh, with another man, and the horse ran into uh, your grandfather and uh, broke his leg. And he was such a handsome man. I just right then and there just gave up the date I was with, and I just uh, ran to him. I ran. Nemo, I don't want to spend the rest of my life making salads like you, though. It was just that we just caught eyes, and and he said, "Have you ever, have you ever tasted one thousand islands?" <laughs> and I knew, I knew that was, that no other man would ever give me one thousand islands. I met a man once in Costa Rica, gave me nine hundred. It wasn't wasn't the same. Your grandfather changed my life, and I see the same success for you, Marguerite. Mima, I don't want 1,000 islands. I want 1,001, okay? And I don't care if I have to go to Costa Rica or Canada to get those islands. I'll go. I'll go. Why would you tell you, Mima, this when she's on a deathbed, Marguerite? Because <laughs> I want you to know the truth. I want you to know the truth about me is that I hate salads. Oh, I've you always hated salads. Oh, God, it's going dark. Everything is going dark. Henry! Got fresh blueberry scones. I'll have one. Oh, here you go. I'll have two. <laughs> oh, help yourself. Brought enough for everyone. Take and pass. Fresh blueberry scones. I guess. I guess the canned scones I brought are probably. Um, I'll just. I'll leave them in the car. I guess. Oh. Oh no! Bring them in. Oh. Bring them in. This 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 blueberry reminds me of my grandma's house. <laughs> so warm. Oh my god! You can taste the freshness. Yeah. My, yeah. my grandfather always said um, blueberries are what separates us from. Um, lions. Mm. 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 Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Specifically lions. They mm. eat blueberries. Yeah. So. I, I brought raspberry scones. I'm sorry. I thought. Ooh, let me have one. I'll try one. Are they fresh? Uh, mm. I have raspberry scones in, in my car. Ooh. Um, they're dried raspberries. That sounds good. Bring yeah. everything. Bring Listen, this uh, this raspberry scones. It reminds me of my grandpa's house. Very dark. Mm. I like it. Mm -hmm. This blueberry scone reminds me of my grandmother's house. Very blue. <laughs> mm. Yes, I like it. Um, my grandmother's in the car. Um, I bring left her, her in. I, 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 I don't know, guys. I, I left her in the car. Bring her in. Bring her in. Bring her oh, in. your grandmother reminds me a lot of my grandfather's house. Does anybody have something to drink? M more Lipton, anyone? Does anybody? <laughs> does it, my, my mouth's so dry from all the scones. I the have moisture is sucked away. A giant orange cooler of Gatorade in my car. Oh my God, I have hot iced tea. Watch out, it's very hot. Uh, it's just the powder form, though. I, um, I, I, I brought I brought melted ice cream. Uh, it's very very warm. It's uh, just it's, pour it down my throat. It's, it's so a dry. soup. Wow, this ice, melted ice cream reminds me of my grandfather's hot house. Just like it's hot, sticky. I, I have mm. your grandfather in the car. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I you know what? I'm just gonna go. 
I, I feel like I feel like these aren't good enough. You know, like yeah, like what you guys brought was better. I yep. have a grandfather in the basement. Oh, your 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 basement rem- reminds me a lot of my vagina. Yes, yeah, very dark. Yeah, very blue. It's really dark, really dark vagina. Uh, your vagina reminds me of ice cream. Dark. Hmm. Guys, this is the best potluck I've ever been to. <laughs> hey guys, I got uh, I got room in my van. Oh shit, yeah, dude, I'm gonna put my drums back there. Yeah. Uh, I, can I put my bass back there? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. put my scooter back there. <laughs> I just wanna like, I just wanna drive. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanna drive and then park somewhere and set up. Totally. You know? One hundred percent. I totally understand. Road trip. I get like, it. Like, like booking in advance, like some kind of venue. That's just. That's just bringing me down. Yeah, like, fuck the system, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like it's a free country, man. You guys like Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, they fucking suck. Oh, they're awful. And anybody who likes them should get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, wait, it's like, put wait. some pants on. Fine, whatever. I don't need your freaking road trip. I'll take one of my own. See you later. Slam! Oh. My scooter. You guys, I, I don't think we should have kicked Philip out of the bands like that. I feel like I feel like he had something to contribute. What shitty keyboard skills? <laughs> hey, I heard you guys needed a keyboard player. Oh, oh yeah, oh we're God. getting the van back together. <laughs> I play um, some sick keys. Let's listen to this stranger on the side of the road. I saw that girl running away, and I thought, hey, if I can help, I'm here. I like your look. Thanks. My name's Donna. Yeah, we need a Donna. Wait, Donna, we don't just take anybody into this van. Yeah, we do. Oh. Okay, cool, you're in. Sweet. You know what they say about keyboards. You should never take them to an apple orchard because they might get wet. Yeah. Hey, Donna. Yeah. It's me, Flea, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. God I just wanted it, to... You, did, you didn't seem like you recognized me right away when you walked into my uh, my green room. My personal green room. I don't like to hang out with the rest of the band. They're weird. All right, Flea. We just want to talk to you. We want to take you away from, uh, we've seen your skills. You got good skills, Donna. Damn straight. Damn straight. Hey, Flea, Flea, you busy? We're going to have band practice soon, Flea. Are you coming, Flea? Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. They can't be here. Flea, it's it's me. Will Ferrell look like (laughs) Chad Smith. Guys, guys, let's just look under the bridge. We'll find him there. Donna, don't say anything. Okay, good job. Good job. Thought you left your old crew, Flea. Thought no. you were done with that. No, no, no. I'm never done with that. That's really all I have. I'll do some like weird side projects here and there to kind of like fulfill my creative need. But like that's where all my money comes from, to be honest. All right, sounds straight. No, but I think the band. Grandma. I think the band could be bearable with a little bit of Donna's keys. All right, all right, all right, all right. Are we just gonna sing about California again? Because I don't know if these fingers can stand. I can't control some more Kiedis. California keys. I can't control Kiedis, Okay, that's really. It's all right, kind of I, all he knows. Okay. I don't know. How maybe, about maybe, maybe some maybe some songs about like you know like Napa Valley or some like nice wine from the north. I've already barked no? up that tree. No. Oh, I wanted a Napa Valley yeah. song so bad. How about you know some like? Hey, we've never some waves, some waves songs, some, some waves like, like we from can the, from, from the sea. Oh, okay. Like there's a band called the Waves. Really? Waves. Really? I've never. Listen, never. hey okay, Donna, yeah. maybe yeah. if you talk to Anthony. Yeah. We've yeah. never had like the woman's touch. And maybe okay. he would just kind of come around to that more. Maybe he's, you know, threatened by our man stuff. All right, I don't uh, know how it works. I'm Flea. I'm named after a bug. Uh, uh, can, can you teach me about man stuff? Like now? Yeah. I, In well, front of everyone? <laughs> well, I thought, well, 
It's my bar mitzvah party. I might as well learn how to do mansuf now. Well. <laughs> now, of course, I'll teach you. It's just difficult at this. You know what? Screw it. You're a man now. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> thanks. Like, what kind of stuff can we do? First, you got to say thanks like a man. You just said it. Like a squealing pig. You didn't even say thanks. You just uttered out vowels with a couple of consonants. It didn't even sound any good. How are you no, right there. To... Right there. You, you, you can read. You can say things. And you just let words fall out of your mouth like a human being. Like a man. Not like an infant. Not like an insect. You can do this. I, I I don't I don't repeat after me, I. Oh right now. That's why I said no. Repeat after no. me. I am am a man. I'm a man. Man. Close, very close. Thanks, Uncle Christopher. I think we're really getting there. All right, here's a revolver. You know what to do. <laughs> oh boys. This is the aquarium, boys. Splash, splash. It's like what happens <laughs> on the other side of the beach. Well, I wish I were a fish. If I were a fish, I'd never come out of the water. I'd just swim with my friends all day. Well, yeah, I would just live in an underwater cave, and then I would poop in it, and then i eat my poop because that's what fishes do. Yeah! Hey, are you kids talking about what fish do? I'm a fish here at the aquarium. And I hear that you think you want to be fish. These are my nephews, Yeah, Mr. what fish. are your names, nephews? I'm Billy, and I have a question for you. Yeah, all right, Billy, wait. What's your brother's name? Tram. Great. <laughs> hey. Go hey. ahead with your question. Fish, when your parents are fighting, where do you hide? I head out, and I hang out with my uncle. He's the best guy. Hey. Your back, man. I swear I didn't put him up to this. Hey, yes, I'm, I'm a confirmed bachelor, and I just take care of my nephews after tragic things happen to their parents. I'm a, a, a Uncle Fish. <laughs> this is my uncle. He helped me through a lot of rough times. Whoa, cool. Tram and Billy, you could learn a lot from my uncle, just like you could learn a lot from your uncle. Hey, um, Uncle Fish, do you smoke a pack of cigarettes every hour, too? Damn right. <laughs> the only way I get through the day. See? That and eating my own underwater poo is the only reason I'm still here. Wow. Uh, Is it you who discovered your nephew was cutting himself? Yes. It sure was. I bet you put a stop to it, too. With my own fins. See? See, boys? You sure did. I'm off that train now. You better be, or you'll know what will happen. A hook in the mouth. That's right. Just like you. That's right. Just like me, your uncle's uncle. Oh my god, is that a dog? It looks so much like a dog with uh, the ears. Yeah, it's a rescue. Yeah, oh my god. Wow. It's a rescue, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm a good sweet. person. That's sweet. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, so like what what disaster did it come from? Oh, it was from my parents. Oh. oh. My parents were destroying this dog. That's, oh. 
Well, that's I'm I'm so sorry about that. For they're elderly; me. they can't take care of it. I'm guessing that. No, they're just so... bad at raising things. Oh, all right, all right. What's his uh, name? What's his name? What's his name? Mark two. Mark two. Yeah, they Hi, got Mark. him when I went to to college. They they named him after me as a replacement oh, dog. All right, all right. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god, you have like really shiny teeth. That's so beautiful. Oh, you're so fluffy. Oh. Wow. You gotta brush those every day. Every day? That's extensive. Wow. He looks like he really wants to attack me, but I'm sure he just wants love. Oh no, he really wants to attack you. Oh. All right, all right. We can just probably hold him back a bit. I mean, we could probably change him. You you you've had a hard life, Mark too. Oh, let me tell you, he hey, has. Uh, yeah. We live the same yeah. life. We we're raised by the same parents. Puppy. You but you seem you seem just fine. Was that Mark too? Puppy. Good job, good. Job. Oh my God, is that talk. He's talking. Yeah, that's been... not normal. Dogs don't dogs I'm don't a... normally talk. That's 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 concerning. I'm a great dog owner. I'm such a good oh, trainer. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that the only word he says? Puppy, right? Because that's... Oh, no. He, he, he says whatever he's hungry for. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, there's... Um, I was on my way to Starbucks anyway, so... Um, Ooh. It's over the corner. Cake pops. Is this your... Is this your... Is this your kid? Oh, yeah. It's a rescue. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got him. Got full custody from my bitch ex-wife. He was raising that's, him horribly. Yeah, that's wow. That's rough, but like, good on you. Uh, can I just take a stab at a? Uh, oh, stab away. Uh, Costa Rica. Sorry. Is that where your kid's from? Costa Rica. That's what I was taking a stab. Half. At. Half. Half. Half of it. Costa Rican bitch ex-wife. So you're half half right. Well, he's very well behaved. Oh yeah. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I'm a great person. Yeah. I'm like the Mother Teresa of dogs and babies. Yeah. I just, I've, I've been thinking, you know, emancipation sounds really great. <laughs> oh, big words for wow. such a small it child. It sounds so good. Like, <laughs> I just want to be by myself. I don't care if you leave me in an attic. Ooh. I'd rather be there. That's mm. what I'm trying to say. So you got into the attic, too. The attic's the only place I feel, I feel safe. I feel at home. I feel calm. It's dark and damp. It's comforting. It reminds me of my grandfather's place. But I made a hang glider out of coat hangers and coats, so we can escape at any time. Just hang glide out of the attic, like, just like that? Yeah, just like heroes of old used to hang glide. We've been afraid of leaving this place after all these years, but... Wait, you've been in the attic for years? It's the only place I feel safe. I mean, it's not that big of an attic, and I've, I've been here for years. My God. Hey, who's talking over there? Hello? No, no one, Chuck. Someone else up here in the attic. Wait, Chuck. Chuck? Yeah, it's me, Chuck. I've been here for years. <laughs> what the hell? I guess I've just kind of been wrapped up in that south corner for Why are you south forever, corner? I'm north corner. I'm north east corner, corner that's why. What, 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 what was that noise? West corner? West? West corner? West? West? Yeah, it's Charlie from West Corner. Charlie West Corner. Charlie West. Jesus Christ, this is a really same big name. ass attic. Same name. I'm Chuck. What are the odds? We live in the same attic. You were rescued too? I was a rescue. Mm. Yeah. Just put me up in this attic. I feel safe. <laughs>
Me too. It's the only place I feel safe. I'm still going to hang light out of here, so bye. Okay. See, see you later. Um, I'm just wondering if you can tell me where the rose hip tea would be. Um, that's in aisle two. It's just past the ginger biscuits. Is is that the heart expanding rose uh, it, hip tea? It is. They're made with real human hearts. Oh. Uh, everything here is organic. We take it very seriously. Are you two talking about the rose hip tea? Yeah. It's oh also it's God. made with real hips. It's no, I've no human hips. I've heard of it because I've had it. And it's fantastic. I highly recommend you get some. Can I tell you something? I do have to go back to work I soon. Know grocery but shopping, but yeah. Uh, sure. sure, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you ever feel like lonely? Like every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, no. I have a really fulfilling life. I have a husband, a wife, and two kids. Uh, we've got two dogs. We I'm live sorry. in a huge house. I actually make quite a good amount of money working here at Organic it's, People's Market. Yeah. Isn't um, it you know, I, I always have... feel like there's someone around I can talk to and confide in. Uh, Bing! Any available teller, if you could mop up the blood spill in aisle seven, mop up the blood spill in I aisle don't seven. Mean to Thank keep you. you. you, know, will you uh, just it, just one more. Um, so you have two spouses. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're very open and loving, oh and committed God. family. Wow, could um, you spare one? I would like a spouse. I'm not particular. Actually, if you just go to aisle seven, uh, we do have a whole aisle of spouses. Uh, we do we do have a two for one right now, which is why. Uh, yours truly has a wife and a other one. Um, and uh, you can just help yourself. You know, we also have a bulk section. You can just, it's by the pound. I am uh, going to a concert later, and I'm looking for something to expand my heart. And I'd really like to feel it. I'm looking for rose hips. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis, get back in the van. dancer. <laughs> Donna's going to get mad if we have to wait too much longer. Come on, man. Okay, just like trying to like be careful with the equipment, you know? I respect that, all right? I respect who you are, and I feel like you bring your fullest to the band. Um, and also, like, get your shit together, man, all right? Like, both those things, it's like a duality. Do you know what a duality is? I wrote a song about it. Oh, I would love to hear it. Here, I'll, I'll lay down that funky bass that, you, that you've learned to know so well. It's and me, I, Flea. Chad Smith, Will Ferrell lookalike, will play the drums. Listening. Do those lyrics have anything to do with California? I just, I don't feel like you guys respect me as an artist, so I gave up one line in. You guys, I wrote a song too. Me, Chad Smith. Oh, I can lay down okay. some funky right. bass. I would love to hear can it. Somebody play drums? Sure, I- I'll do it. Tony? best friend i love my best friend and i sleep under a bridge in my best friend too yeah that was good 
was good. Wow. Napa hey, I heard you kids out here playing some hot new tracks. I'd like to sign you to a record deal. What? Oh, Ruben Kincaid. <laughs> That's right, it's me. And I'd like to sign you guys to a 10 contract, 10, ten album ten contract. 10 different contracts? <laughs> wow. 10 contracts for 10 hey, different that's albums. a contract for each of us. That's right. That's right. And they'll pay you each a million dollars. What do you say? I'll take my cash up front. Wait a second. I don't know if you've heard all of the songs yet. I want you to be sure that you want to sign us, okay? Give me another one, kids. I love it, every one of them. What's the name of the guitar player again? John Frusciante. Oh, here. John, you're still in the band, Yeah, right? it's me, John Frusciante. Dave Navarro can make it. John, we got a new deal. I think you're going to like this new band. You want to play it, lay down? Do you have your own song that you want to sing? Yeah, I got my own song. Let's do it. Okay. You Lay guys, it on this is me. for the big money. Let's hear it for a million big ones. I love Jimi Hendrix and I like playing guitar like him too. I like to write songs like Jimi Hendrix. My guitar is on fire. It's so metal. Incredible. You'll be a great live show. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you, Mom. Yeah, you would have. But guess what? You didn't do anything to hide the fact that you were smoking dope in your bedroom. Well, I put a towel down, and and then I would have I would have jumped out the window if I heard you coming. We live. <laughs> On the 13th floor of an apartment complex. There ain't no skunks here. I'm always gonna smell a skunk, son. And I would have used coats and coat racks to hang glide out of the window. <laughs> you have a lot of eventualities, but none of them actually dealt with how you would confront me like a human being. And then I would have moved to an island and been their king. <laughs> Cut to that. Yeah, Your Majesty, I've created a coconut radio so you can listen to your favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers songs. Oh, Your, your Majesty, oh. I have, uh, I've, I've, I've built an armory filled with weapons, different kinds of coconuts shaped like, well, points. And I've, uh, I've, I've prepared my body for you for ravaging. <laughs> your Majesty, I've brought scones. Your All sorts of them, the fresh, canned... They've been sitting out in the car, in the hot, moist, dark car, all day. Your Majesty, I, I've uh, I've been squishing some gummy bears in my pocket for you for a week. Uh, I present them to you now. Your Majesty, I've just come up with my greatest invention. I call it Pete Sushi. It's pizza with sushi on top. <laughs> Uh, Your Majesty, I also want to say that I've created a lot of artwork for you to just uh, ignore completely and, and destroy with the weapons I've made. I brought you a chair, Your Majesty. Your Majesty, I know it's kind of Leafa's thing, but um, I've also prepared my body for ravaging. If you want, I know I'm not like kind of up to her level, but like if you you know, want like a little Your something Your Majesty, different. you could also ravage me if you wanted to. It's it's just like the scones. It's moist and dry. And dark, and it's got it's a little salty, um, but it's got baking soda. You want to use the chair for that, Your Majesty? Go right ahead. I don't mind. Your Majesty, I've fashioned a crude orifice in this coconut for you to ravage. 
Oh, your majesty, you can fuck my rescue dog. It's had a terrible life. Uh, it can't get any worse. You're all giving me so much. Like, like my mother. I, I would have been able to rebel without you, and I would have gotten away with it. I'm going to swim to Atlantis where I'll be a rebel. You're leaving us? I've, I've just prepared a wrench salad to spread on my body for ravaging. Oh, my God. You're leaving all of that? Well, now that you put the wrench salad in, I guess I have to. That's all it took? You seem so sold on it. We just needed a wrench salad? After all of that, all you wanted was a wrench salad? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we do not have any more coconuts that are not repurposed for some use for you. We are going to starve. Scones. What, what about this coconut? It's Last one coconut. coconut. That's not going to feed the rest of it. Are you about to fashion that into a bong to smoke marijuana out of? Because that is not allowed on this island, young man. We don't have skunks here. Absolutely not. There are rules. We'll know it was you. We're on the 13th island of the 13th island, island chain. Archipelago is what they're called. Just have to stay and be your king. Then love live the long living day. And that's our show. Thank you so much to Wet Hot Minnesota Summer. Minnesotan? Yeah, Minnesotan. Although it's both. The Brian Lake Bolt printed it wrong, too. Oh, no. <laughs> it's both. They, if people get it. If you search one, you'll find it. Yay. Matt would have got that right. Boy. He'll be back, man. So, yeah, thanks to Minnesota Wet uh, Summer Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Matt left you guys, and it's totally noticeable. Do you want me to try to do Matt? Uh, Yeah. All right, and that's our show. Uh, Thanks to Wet Hot Minnesotan Summer for being on the show, you guys. That was a lot of fun. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks. That was Fantastic, really fun. Fantastic, yeah. Um, uh, where can we... Uh, so what's the, what's the show details, you guys? Uh, it starts Thursday, right? Thursday, 9th. July yeah. 9th. 2015. 2015. 2015. And it goes on for four nights. Uh, and Matt, I'd like to mention that there are uh, some members that weren't here uh, in the cast. We forgot to say it at the beginning. We were kind of rushed for time. Thanks for squeezing this in, by the way, you guys. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Um, so there's uh, Christian Pichette. There's uh, Lupe Marashevsky. There's Sally Franson. There's, of course, Hannah Wydevin, co-director. Uh, she's not in the show, but she, she's helped a lot with the show. And um, Connor Lane. Connor Lane. Did we get them all? That's all. Yeah, a lot of us made it here. That's awesome. A lot of them. Everyone else was here. Where Um, can they find more information about the show? uh, You can find more information uh, about the show on bryantlakebowl.com slash theater slash wet hot Minnesota summer. And uh, you can also find us on Facebook at wethotminnesotansummer.com where we have all the event pages up. Uh, you can check those out, know when to go. Uh, and then there's a special show. You should go to two shows. You should go to one show Thursday, <laughs> Friday, or Saturday, and then you should all go to the Sunday show, which will be, uh, if you've seen the movie or have the DVD copy of the movie, they have a special fart track edition where they add uh, a fart track into the entire movie. Like for all like 90 or so minutes of it <laughs> and so we're going to do the same thing for the entire show whether or not the joke gets old or not that's right wet fart minnesota in summer yeah i love it it's gonna be good we so. have podcasts too 
Yeah. Since you're listening to a podcast right now. Uh, you might as well check out uh, Cold Read, also on Noise Picnic, uh, and uh, uh, something not on Noise Picnic. The Upstairs Podcast. Uh, that's the podcast I do with a couple other stand-up comics at Acme Comedy Company before the open mic. Because that's the kind of stand-up comics we are. <laughs> open mic stand-up comics. And I just started listening to Comedy Bang Bang, and if you haven't <laughs> listened to that, it's pretty good. I'm really a big fan of Paul F. Tompkins being uh, Ice-T or John oh, C. Riley. Yeah, I'm starting nice. from the beginning. And it's fine if you cut all this out. I hope you do. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you can see uh, me in the next Local Music Scene Presents show. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Who's uh... It's going to be next weekend, July 18th. That's a Saturday at 10 p.m. What's the musical guest? Musical guest is The Drug Budget. Oh, oh my favorite band. Oh, that sounds nice. They're fucking awesome. Uh, also, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash philipsimondet, and Matt McLeod is probably doing stuff with Drew and Kirsten. In fact, they are doing a Friday night run, 9.30 on Fridays, July and August. At Huge Theater. 31st and Lindale. And you can always keep in contact with us, uh, facebook.com slash nextatbat, and like us on Facebook. <laughs> you guys, I can't do this without Matt. He'll be back, man. It's okay. Just you'll, We're almost done. Check out other pod- podcasts as well as our own on noisepicnic.com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Write a comment. Rate. Review. So listen next week and we'll have another guest. And as always... Shady Bush! Shady Bush! Where, where are, are you hiding? hiding? Oh man, my scooter.